What's up, everyone? Episode 13 of the Sports World Podcast. My name is Nick, here with Jet, Mike, and Dylan. Uh, today, we are reviewing Week 16, previewing Week 17, and discussing the U darvish blake Snell trades. Now, moving on to the Week 16 review, the Saints took on the Vikings on Christmas Day and Alvin Kamara. Um, ridiculous. The Saints scored 52 points and didn't have a single passing touchdown, defensive touchdown, or return. Alvin Kamara rushed for six touchdowns. And Dylan, let's get your thoughts there. Yeah, so Kamara should have actually had seven this game. Obviously, he had six, but Taysom Hill got one. Sean Payton, horrible person for that. <laughs> um, you know, Kamara kind of did what a lot of people thought that would never obviously be done because the six touchdowns hadn't been done since, I believe, 1929, and that was when you did not throw the ball once. Bad showing by the defense, obviously, but they still won by – I don't know what the exact score was, but it was like 50-something to 30-something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But um, definitely a crazy game. I wish Dalvin Cook had done that because then I'd be guaranteed a fantasy championship in four. But <laughs> now it's only guaranteed one. But yeah, so Camaro's amazing. Breeze gets carried by Camaro. Everyone knows. Now moving on, the Dolphins defeated the Raiders twenty six twenty five on a ridiculous ending, eliminating the Raiders from playoff contention. And Jet, let's get your thoughts on that. Um, this game, it, it really just felt like it summed up the season for the Raiders. Um, the Dolphins gave plenty of opportunities for the Raiders to win the game, obviously, and they didn't. Um, they even had to bench Tua because of how poorly he was playing. But even with the defense getting stops, still couldn't really capitalize and ended up getting punished at the end. Um, for me, watching the game, as soon as Jacobs didn't score and he did the slide down and then we kneeled to take the field goal, I, I kind of knew – the bad things were about to happen. <laughs> it, that's just how it's been this year. <laughs> but yeah, another disappointing season for Las Vegas, and the Dolphins are now alive in the AFC wildcard race. The only way that move would have been safe was if the clock hit zero as the ball was going through the uprights. But if there is a second left on that clock, the Raiders are losing with that defense. <laughs> Pretty much, bro. The Browns are without four wide receivers when they traveled to New York to play the Jets, and they came up short, losing 23-16. to They now stand in what seems like a must-win situation against the Steelers. And, Mike, let's get your thoughts there. So going into this game, the Browns lost their entire starting receiver core. So although it was the Jets, it was going to be pretty tough for them to win, and obviously they didn't win. And the receivers were definitely a huge reason why. They couldn't really do much through the air. Uh, Baker was mainly targeting his tight ends and running backs, and their defense couldn't stop the Jets. I don't know how. I mean, Jameson Crowder had a passing touchdown, which, I mean, <laughs> basically sums it up for the Browns' defense. So it was a tough game for them overall. And moving on to Colts for Steelers, the Colts had a 24-7 to lead before the Steelers scored 21 unanswered to win the game 28-24. This knocks the Colts out of the playoff picture with one week one week remaining. And Dylan, let's get your thoughts there. Well, obviously, that this game, who does it help the most? Does it help the Ravens the most? Shoot, Browns, right? Oh, maybe it's the Browns. Okay. Well, either way, the Steelers just helped. I saw a lot of comment sections of Ravens fans saying, thank you, Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh just helped out a lot of teams because the Colts are now the, they're in the worst position, I guess, is what you said, to make a wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, ben looked like Mason Rudolph for the first half, and then he turned into vintage Ben in the second half. And I believe that he threw three touchdowns this game, 342 yards, three touchdowns, one to 
each of the top receivers, Juju, Deontay, and probably Ebron, I guess. Unbelievable comeback. Uh, obviously, the Colts had a – they just couldn't play any type of defense, and their offense wasn't getting anything going. They had a lot of got a lot of pressure. TJ Watt made a strip sack in the first half, and that was their only points in the first half, which led a lot of people to believe that the Colts would just run away with it. But the Steelers came back, and a lot of people do want to say that they were helped by the refs when Claypool t- uh, contacted, I believe, Rocky Asin's shoulder on that play that he was coming down for that pick. Steelers now look forwards to Week 17. They clinched the division. The Panthers defeated the football team 20-13, to putting Washington in a must-win situation for Week 17 if they want to make the playoffs. The Cowboys defeated the Eagles 37-17, to eliminating Philly from playoff contention and putting themselves in a situation where they can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Washington loss next week. Jit, let's get your thoughts on this one. Uh, well, this one was certainly a surprise to most people, I feel like. Um, <clears throat> I guess the Mike McCarthy destroying watermelons for motivation worked again. Uh, I guess he did that before this game as well. I don't know if you guys heard about that the first time he did yeah. it. Yeah. But um, they got they got great games out of Zeke, Coop, Gallup. Dalton was pretty solid. He limited his mistakes. Uh, Dallas scored 37 points. Like, I don't know. It was interesting to me. For And then for the Eagles, it seemed like they just couldn't get their run game going like they usually do. And uh, I think Dallas actually put Hurts into some tough situations, and they forced three turnovers. And now all of a sudden, Dallas can win that division, which I don't know whether that should be a surprise or not, but <laughs> it's certainly not normal. The Seahawks beat the Rams 20-9, to clinching the NFC West for the first time since 2016. We will see Russell Wilson and that horrible defense play in January. <laughs> the Packers dominated the, Sun- the Titans on Sunday Night Football, winning the game 40-14. to uh, Another incredible game from the Rodgers-Adams duo, which seems like it happens every week at this point. But Adams had 142 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Dylan, what are in your thoughts? In a blizzard, by the way. In a blizzard. I didn't even watch. I didn't know that. I knew it's no, I didn't know it was a, a blizzard. <laughs> it was a blizzard. <laughs> Dylan, what are your thoughts here? Nick, you and Jet just stole exactly word for word what I had written down. I had written down Packinator. Pack, what? Packinators. This guy just invented a team. What I had written down was Packers dominated in the cold at Lambeau. Rodgers and Adams went off and proved that they are the top quarterback receiver duo in the league. You said that word for word. What is wrong with I you? I mean, you can said that last week. You can still okay, say that. My notes were wiped because you couldn't start the podcast. <laughs> Dylan, you can still say that. You were like, yeah, like you said, Nick, the Rodgers-Adams duo went off for – and then you can say proving that they're the best QB receiver duo in the league. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so in this game, obviously, as you said, Rodgers and Adams – in my opinion, they prove again that they are the top quarterback receiver duo in the league over Mahomes and Hill, over Diggs and Diggs and Josh Allen, over whoever else you want to put up there. I think they're the best. Uh, one player that didn't really get a lot of national attention just because Adams had three touchdowns and over 140 yards was A.J. Dillon. Uh, 21 carries, 124 yards for an average of 5.9 and two touchdowns, which was – Pretty crazy, especially considering those conditions, which makes it hard to run and pass. And I mean, obviously, Green Bay's used to it because it was, you know, as you said, Jed a blizzard. But that was obviously a great game for them. And now they, I believe, they just need to win. Or do they not even? I think they need to win, and the Saints need to. As long as they win, they get the one seed. I believe is that. Is yeah, that correct, correct. If they lose and Seattle wins, the Seattle Seahawks will have the one seed. And if they lose and Saints win, 
and Seattle loses. That Saints, Saints, can't, Saints can't get the one seed. So Packers have tiebreaker over Saints, but not Seattle. Mm. Saints have tiebreaker over Seattle, but not Green Bay. It's weird. Seattle has the, the tiebreaker over Green Bay, but yes, right now the Seahawks are the three seed, but they can still get the one seed, and the Saints are the two seed, but they, they can't get, get the one seed. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's all about that game. It was obviously Aaron Rodgers, I believe, has also strengthened his campaign for MVP. Uh, I saw a stat that Mahomes has had like 15 interceptions dropped. I don't know if that was this season or his career, but regardless, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a lot. Very a lot of lucky. Stuffs, including AJ Terrell's drops last week, which works for the Falcons because they get a better draft. Pick. But I think that Rodgers will, should and will win MVP. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron on the Pat McAfee show today, he kind of cooked Malcolm Butler a little bit. <laughs> Malcolm Butler, he did the when because Aaron Rodgers actually threw an interception in this game, yeah. and Malcolm Butler decided to do the little belt celebration, <laughs> discount double kill. and. Aaron Rodgers said that that does not work out for too many people, and that's why they got blown out. <laughs> that was funny. Now, moving on to Week 17 preview, the 1 o'clock Eastern games are going to be insane. The Ravens, Dolphins, Browns, Cowboys, and Giants all play at 1 p.m. Eastern, and those are all teams who are still fighting for a playoff spot. Dolphins versus Bills. Let's get your thoughts on this one, Mike. Um, Are the are the, um, are the Bills locked? Like. If they, they lose, lose and Pittsburgh win, they the two seed. Oh. But if they win, then they'll they'll lock into the to the, the two seed if they win. Okay. To answer your question, the Bills are playing starters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely taking the Bills in that one. The Dolphins struggled against probably the worst defense in NFL history. Um, <laughs> they had to take out their future franchise or their franchise quarterback in Tua, and because he wasn't playing well. Um, they got some quarterback issues over there, I'd say. Um, they're, they're lucky they have a, the best defense in the league, I guess, right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because if they didn't, it would kind of be a mess over there. But I'm going to – the Bills are just on fire right now. I think they're probably one of two, maybe three teams in going to Kansas City and win a game. I but um, I also agree. I think the Bills will probably win this one with ease. Cowboys versus Giants. If the football team loses to the Eagles, the winner of this game will take the division and play in January. And Jet, what are your thoughts here? Mm, I feel like the Giants are not playing good football right now. And I honestly think the Cowboys are probably going to blow them out. I I think this game is in New York, but I don't really care. The Dolphins or the <laughs> The Cowboys look much better. Look like a much better team than the Giants right now. Completely I will take that. Mm, I I can see it being close, only if like weather is a factor. But if not, yeah, I think the Cowboys will blow them out too. They're in a weird spot because obviously they can get anywhere between like they can get like a playoff spot, which means like they have pick twenty, or they can get like pick eleven or something, which is so weird. Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, Dallas. I think I think the Giants. I, I read pick five. I read that the Giants could get pick five, yeah. <laughs> the Giants can either get, get pick, pick five, five or, or they could win the division in the playoffs, which is just ridiculous. The Browns take on the Steelers in what is most likely a must-win game for the Browns. And Dylan, let's get your thoughts on this one. All right, so for this game, the Steelers, they are resting Big Ben. Mason Rudolph will start. Uh, possibly others. I believe Tomlin said, like, Rudolph and a few others or something like that 
but we're recording on Tuesday, the 29th, so we don't have all the information right now. The Ravens swept the Browns, correct? Yes, that is correct. So the Browns have to win and then get some luck, obviously. I, I think they're in the second-worst position. I think the Colts are in the worst. No, the Brown, if the Browns win, they're in. If they lose, they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Interesting. Okay. Well, Browns will obviously be going full force. Uh, I don't know how many of the receivers they're getting back. If it's mm-hmm. if it's all of them, I'm not sure. Does anyone have information? Landry uh, no Higgins idea. and no, they should get all of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably all of them. That'll be an interesting game because it's going to be Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph again. So let's hope that. Let's hope he doesn't get his head bashed in again. Yeah, his entire Walter Payton man of the year reputation gets destroyed. Nah, Nick, that's for off the field stuff. Yeah, I really hope Miles Garrett doesn't get too much pressure. But then again, Alejandro Villanueva has been looking like like a turnstile at left tackle the past few weeks. <laughs> so let's hope they bring a lot of double teams. I'm excited for that. I'm sure Garrett will like come up to him pregame and you know shake his hand, that kind of thing. But It'll be funny if there was some bad news. Nah, Nick is ripping his helmet off and just throwing it at his face. <laughs> he does it again. The Packers take on the Bears in a game where the one seed is on the line for Green Bay and the seven seed is on the line for Chicago. Due to Seattle's win last week against the Rams, Green Bay has not clinched the one seed just yet. They need a win or a Seattle loss this week in order to assure they get a buy on wildcard weekend. Um, so I'm sure they will be playing their starters, Rodgers, Adams, etc. But Jet, let's get your prediction for this one. Well, yeah, like you said, the Packers do need this victory. And I don't think this is going to be close. Uh, <laughs> Rodgers going into Soldier is usually not a good time for Chicago. Um, I I think Mitch would have to have a career game. I don't expect that to happen. The Packers are probably going to work out. Chicago is going to be relying on that other game to get into the playoffs. Mitch, they're going to need the Cardinals. Mitch has been looking elite lately. Tyler might not even play. So, Uh, uh, a career game. Hey, man, he is on a hot streak. Okay, it's possible. (laughs) I need Mitch to go off. Career game from like 300 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Wait, you just did him like that, Nick? That sounds perfect. That sounds perfect, Nick. It sounds pretty doable to me. They're not keeping up with the MVP. Yeah, I, I got Packers in a blowout. Cardinals versus Rams. Must win for the Cardinals and a poten- potentially yeah, a must win for the Rams. Assuming. Huh? What? Huh? Huh? What? Hmm? What's happening? <laughs> a lot on the line in this divisional matchup. Yeah, this game Dawson. ain't going to be close. Jared Goff isn't playing. It wasn't going to be close regardless. Um, wait, wait, okay, wait, hold, hold up. up. Hold up. Oh, okay, hold the phone. He played in an AFC. Hold the phone. Hold up. So, being realistic here, if Kyler plays, I'm taking the Rams because of their defense. If Kyler, you plays, other way around. Right? Yeah, other way around. If Kyler wait, doesn't wait, 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 play, yeah. I'm taking the Rams because of their defense. But if Kyler plays, this game is it going to be close? All right. Great analysis. And last but not least, the Washington football team plays the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. A must-win game for Washington if they want to play in January. And Dylan, let's get your thoughts here. All right. So looking at this game, Washington, obviously, they win. They're in. They lose. And then they're out. They're out. The Cowboys or Giants, one of those teams will have to win because they – I don't think they're going to play. 
If they lose, they're out. If they win, they're in. That's, that's all yep. there is. And the it. Eagles, they were officially eliminated as of last week's loss to the Cowboys that we discussed earlier. And they could play spoiler if they wanted to. They could win and they could have – I don't really think that's preferred for them to have Washington out and Dallas slash New York in. I think Dallas slash New York is like more of a hated rival for Eagles players and fans and stuff. I think they would prefer to have Dallas or New York oh, in there higher. because yeah. their traffic would be worse. Who does, who's winning this game? The, the football team or the Eagles. It would be the most I feel like it would be the most Eagles thing ever to win this game and screw up their own draft. <laughs> I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, if they're trying, then yeah, probably. You know what? Yeah, assuming everyone starts. I think this game ends in a tie. <laughs> Imagine. They're really gonna tie. They're gonna tie. This game's gonna go into OT. I'm gonna start going crazy Wait, in the group chats. If hold on, if they tie. Exactly. I think it gets wild. I think the Cowboys clinch a division with a win, and the and the and the football team clinches with a Giants win. Let me <laughs> check that. Because That'd the Giants be also have a tie, right? I'm lost. I think so. Oh yeah. They... Well, no, Giants have tiebreakers, so no, that's not. No, Giants are five and ten. Uh-huh. So if the football team finishes six, nine, and one, Giants would finish six and ten, and football team would make it. <sighs> I mean, we're we're literally assuming they tie. Well, <laughs> because what are we doing? Tie. I don't know what you guys. Are doing. <laughs> this whole whole part of the segment has been a mess. The odds. Of Dylan Dylan right says the football team's gonna win, right? I do. I believe that Scary Terry is gonna go off with, if without his former Ohio State quarterback in the in the locker room, he's gonna get some some headspace. Wait, headspace? they were teammates at Ohio State. Yes, yeah. he threw like. That's pretty cool. Game. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Your 50 touchdowns in his only year starting in like half a year. out of the strip club. That's actually sick, dude. Sucks that. Nick, think about it. Sucks, but... Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow. And who was it? Was it Justin Fields? No, he wasn't there at that time. Yeah, yeah it was. College is very different. Ah, that was another quarterback. I forget who it was. Well, Tate Martell was there at one point. That was JT Barrett. All right. Oh, yeah, JT Barrett. JT Barrett. Moving on to our third and final segment, pitchers Yu Darvish and Blake Snell are now members of the San Diego Padres. And Jet, as a Padres fan, let's get your thoughts on these deals. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously being a Padres fan, I am extremely excited about these deals. Uh, real quick, I'll just recap exactly what they were. The Padres sent pitcher Luis Patino, catcher Francisco Mejia, and two decent prospects in exchange for Blake Snell, and then Zach Davies and four lower-tier prospects for Yu Darvish. And the Cubs will be paying $5 million of his salary. Um, I'm excited about both of these, of course. Uh, but I will say the Rays one was actually pretty even. I think the Rays got exactly what they wanted out of the trade. They got a solid haul of prospects, who I'm sure they'll develop well. But boy, I have no clue what the Cubs were thinking. I Darvish just placed second in the Cy Young race, and they dump his contract for Zach Davies and four dudes with little to no pro baseball experience. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, that team, the Cubs, they have so many big names that are still under contract. But this trade feels like they're rebuilding. It's the first trade for the new GM, and it makes zero sense. But I'll take it. Darvish is going to be an incredible ad for my Padres, and it didn't take too much to do it. But uh, what do you guys think, Mike and Dylan? Wow, thanks for uh, not asking me what I think. Hey, shut up. Nick. Nick, what do you think about these trades? I'd love to know. Um, I think the Cubs and the Rays got fleeced, to be honest with you. <laughs> Both of them? 
<laughs> yeah, that's all I have. All right. Mike, Dylan, what are your thoughts? Mike, Dylan, what are your thoughts? Comes it up. I mean, the Cubs sold extremely low, and the Rays wasn't a horrible because he was kind of already in rumors already. But the Darvish one was just horrible. Oh. Yeah. I had something great whipped up, but it was stolen from me because I don't have my phone. Um, Let's hear it. Dodger fan, what are your thoughts on Slam Diego Padres adding two aces? It's in my phone, but I can't access my phone. <laughs> Mike, just come on. Off the dome. Oh, you don't want to know what I got to say off the dome. <laughs> well, what do you think off the dome? You think we got fleeced in both of them? Say we got fleeced in both of them. Okay, that is nowhere near true, and you know that. I'm um, just saying, I don't know you're a Dodger fan, bro. I, dude, Twitter has been mind-blowing, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I know. For both sides. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's obviously two great ads. Um, I, I mean... I I want to see what the Cubs, like, do after this because, like, I feel like Brian's probably on his way out. I don't know what they're going to do with Rizzo. And they're they're shopping freaking Wilson Contreras. Um, so the Cubs aren't going to be relevant for quite a while. Like, I don't even know if that's what they're trying to do. They might break their own drought. <clears throat> um, like, I think there's Cubs fans out there that think they dumped that contract to pick people up. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't know. There, it's such a weird. Like, there. I couldn't even be, imagine being a Cubs fan reacting to this trade because yeah. you have no idea what direction your team is even going in. It's so well, weird. If they trade another superstar, then they know exactly what's going on. True, true. But I mean, the the Contreras thing doesn't make any sense because they just traded Caratini. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they're probably gonna resign what a forty year old John Lester. Yeah, um, I heard that. That was that was the news this morning or something, then, right? And then I think Hendricks is a free agent this year. Yeah. So they have what Alec Mills, who's only known because he threw a no hitter. Yeah, and then Zach Davies, who's literally Hendricks. Yeah, yeah it's Hendricks. <laughs> he's literally they're the same person. Um, but yeah, um. I mean, like Jet was afraid of, mm-hmm. I agree that it is probably now. Okay, I'm not going to say it's World Series or bust yet. The expectations of our but team is I will much higher say, now. Yeah, but I will say Padres fans can't be content with finishing in second place anymore. That's that's very true. Unless a wild card leads or, to a deep playoff run, but that's yeah, or or Yeah, or like not getting to the championship series or world series. They can't be content with that anymore. As yeah, a 20% Padre I mean, fan, okay, I after, completely agree. Wait, you said 20%? Do we need to talk? <laughs> um, Come on, I'm an O's fan for life. You know this. Wait, wait 49%, bro. What? I was, <laughs> was going to say, um, this season, they can be content to see where the team's at. If they get to like the division series and get eliminated. If like that, that, I mean, they did it last year, but like, you know, your team's, can do it again. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we just I mean we made it to the DS without freaking Clev and Lament. Like that was tough. And we played the Dodgers. It's it's gonna be weird. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to think. I like I'm just so happy 
but I don't know what my actual expectations are, to be honest. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, you don't know if you, if Darvish can replicate last season. I think he can. I, I think he can, too, but you never know. I mean, obviously, Snell's going to do what Snell does. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's such a weird spot because, like, I'm going to use Cody Bellinger, for example. He won MVP, and then he had a freaking – he was batting, like, 205 at the end of the season. Right. Like, it's – you can have these expectations, but, like, sometimes they can just flop. Like, I don't – it's – on paper, it's probably the best team in the league. I'm not even gonna lie; it's probably the best team in the league on paper. Wow, but yeah, that, uh, so, I agree with you. But it is tough to say that because, geez, the expectations that come with being the best team on paper, man, it's crazy. So, they suck, don't they? It is a wild time to be a Padres fan. So, you guys are gonna wrap so, this up. Sure, no need. We can keep going for hours if you let us. <laughs> Then you guys just um, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but it's I should sound good. It was a good conversation you had there. Yeah, I mean we're just I'm, having uh, a conversation about baseball, bro. <laughs> That's gonna do it for episode 13. Uh we know 2020 has been a rough year, but hopefully our podcast page, YouTube, etc. made it a little better. But as always, appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday for episode 14. Peace. Have a happy okay. new year.